This episode may contain triggering subjects such as sexual and graphic violence. Welcome back to the climax episode from the cliffhanger episode. Get ready for an auditory explosion in your ears. Good lord, this is the worst NPR. (laughs) (laughs) Sweaty balls. All right, so this influenced you. How long? So you said you have a story. I do have a story. Oh gosh, now I have. And to. then how how um, many Jackie Collins books did it take for you to write this story? I don't even know because I feel like I wrote this story either in 1989 or early 90s. So when I was two. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yes. <laughs> I will give the backstory of my story. Backstory. My grandmother had a school Mm -hmm. and she had had like a little computer center with like, I think it was maybe three computers in it or whatever. Back in the day, you used to have to put a floppy disk in, Mm -hmm. like a real floppy disk. Yep. I had to have this too, you know. I mean, like a real one, not the the hard disk, not the square ones, Mm -hmm. but like a real big floppy disk. And she had a... She had had a word processing program mm-hmm. and I was bored and I decided to just write a story. And so I picked this, the, um, the graphic, which is of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> and I will take a picture of this and put it on the internet. But I decided to call this the case of the lonely hearts. And this is the first story I ever wrote on a computer. And probably one of the first stories that I used to write poetry a lot. So this is probably one of the first stories I had ever written back in like, I want to say late 80s, early 90s. So I was probably like in junior high school, going to high school. Mm -hmm. So um, I have it on my beautiful, you know. I'm going to feel the paper one more time. Perforated paper back in the day when we used to. This is like hardcore okay. paper. This is like lasting paper. All right. Calm down. Don't get an orgasm over it. My I God. love it. All right. So I'm going to read my very first story that I've ever printed. You're lucky <laughs> to have it. I lost all mine. Well, you... Not because I deleted them on purpose. It was because my floppy disk, <laughs> when I was younger, died on me. It got... Well, in this one, like, I had to print it because... And right. then it was funny because I made everybody read it and they're like... <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so how old do you think you were? I was, if I was, I was probably in junior high school. Okay. I feel like I was like either, I was right at the end of junior high school into going into high school. Okay. So this is called The Case of the Lonely Hearts. Sherlock Holmes. Graphic. <laughs> Rachel was the most beautiful and complex creature I have ever seen. She was the embodiment of all things mysterious and dangerous. She had sworn she would never fall in love. She didn't want to get hurt, but she did, to a handsome, wealthy executive. She was swept away the moment she laid eyes on him. His name was Jordan Riggs, and he meant the world to Rachel. After a glorious year together, Jordan began to act differently. He would go out to work and return the next day. Rachel was puzzled. She wondered what he was, what she was doing wrong. One day, when Jordan wasn't working, when Jordan wasn't working late, Rachel confronted him. Why have you been working so hard? She asked. Jordan answered, We have this big account, and that's what's making me late. Why didn't you tell me about this before? I could have brought you dinner or something. 
Rachel asked, believing her man was innocent. Because I'm working with someone on this account, he answered with a sharper tone in his voice. Who is it that you're working with, she asked. Uh, a new girl in uh, <laughs> our department, Jasmine Powers. Real good, hard worker, he nervously said. Rachel, now looking upset, asked her final question. She looked at Jordan with tears in her deep brown eyes. She took a deep breath. It began. Are you sleeping with her? Jordan looked surprised and looked down as he answered. Yes, I am. And took a deep breath and continued. Uh And I think I love her. But you said you loved me and only me. She paused to wipe the tears from her face. You bastard. I hate you. (laughs) You just couldn't handle me. I was too much for you. You know what you are, a scared... Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, I apologize, Cybar, <laughs> about this right what now. What did you say? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know better. <laughs> a scared... I'm, I can't even say the words. A scared F. A little gay boy to think I loved oh. you. God, I can't believe myself. She stopped and fell to the floor. Jordan calmly, still without looking at Rachel, said, I think you better go now. She looked at this pig standing before her and realized that Jasmine must be coming over. She got up, tried to make her face look good, but just couldn't, and walked out the door. Later that night, Rachel returned to Jordan's apartment. She slowly and silently moved to the bedroom. She heard two voices, Jordan and Jasmine. They were laughing. Then Rachel heard Jasmine speak. She called you an F word? I can't believe it. Not the way you... She was interrupted by a kiss. She was pretty stupid, Jordan said. Sorry, with a yawn, because it's a separate page, because, you know, dot matrix. Then, out of nowhere, Rachel comes into the room with a 35 special, pointed at the lovers Uh who lay naked on the bed. So you both think I'm stupid? You want to know, stupid? I'll tell you, stupid. When I was 18, I fell in love with a musician. We were happy for a while. And then whammo, he started banging his drummer. And then he told me I was, when he told me I was angry, boy, was I angry. I left and returned later with a gun, with a shotgun. I went into the bedroom and there they were screaming and hollering. And before you could even look around, I blew the blonde bitch's head and blew his balls off. Then me and my gun took off and swore never to fall in love again until I met you. I never thought anyone could make me feel that way again. I truly loved you. She fired three shots. Insinuating she killed herself as well. Whatever. Could be balls and him and the chick. Who knows? But that was... (laughs) You were into Jackie Collins. I should have read it ahead of time. I feel so terrible. Well, to be fair... We all learn as we continue. Yeah. Things that I know that when I was growing up, because obviously we grew up in different times, Mm. I had friends who I knew they would say that all the time to everybody as an insult all the time. And I remember being like, stop saying that. That's not okay. That's not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it was used as a joke and it was used as a way of demeaning. So again. So even in the early 90s. I 100% apologize. And obviously I don't feel that way. No. Clearly now. You've grown and you understand now. Once you learn and you know. I didn't know. know what that was back no. when I was, you know, 13, 14, 15. So oh, you didn't understand what I it, didn't get yeah. it. And I felt terrible reading it. I'm like, oh my God, I can't even say it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so that's my very first story. 
And my family read that and they were like, what the, the fuck, fuck is fuck? going through your head? <laughs> did they ask whether or not, I mean, if that had been a true novel, they would have been like, what were the three bullets? So did she kill herself? Or Nobody was gave it? a shit about that crap. They were like, okay, pat, pat, pat. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea what to do with me, I'm sure, at that point. They were like, oh. Your grandma's like, okay, you can't use my computer this anymore. <laughs> my first one, since I don't have them since they, I'm pretty sure what since happened was my, them. no, my, I'm pretty sure what happened with my floppy disk was that it got um, magnetized. Well, what happens is you should print them right away. <clears throat> Obviously, but my first novel that I was writing was well over 900 pages, so in like 10.5. Good Lord. It was ridiculous. Yours is better. <laughs> Three pages. Mine had very, um... Although that says two pages, so that means that they were... <laughs> eight by 11s. Eight by 14s. <laughs> no, mine were really ridiculous, like, teenage. like Because I was writing this when I was, like, 13. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't read the Jackie Collins crazy shit mm-hmm. yet. It's your own fault. So my stuff was very, very different. So, mm-hmm. so she sang karaoke, and the man she loved ended up dancing with someone else. That stupid chip. Oh, that's terrible. Mixed with Sailor Moon. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> but of course, the Sailor Moon. Yep. Always yeah. Sailor Moon. So that was uh, when I realized that I, I had something. I had a spark. I could be it. And what happened to your spark? Oh, it died. Oh, I still think you could write today. Yeah. I kind of get nervous about what I would write. I think we should. I think we should set a, like, one month where it's, like, write a quick short story and it has to be this many words or something like that. You can go over, but, and then we'll swap and then we'll talk about it and we'll have to say it's a love story. Ew. Oh my God. It would be funnier if we even put more restrictions. Like it has to be a Disney-esque love story. You know what we should do then is that we should give our followers on the gram at least, Mm -hmm. we should say, what should we write about and give them like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do a poll. Like, make it interactive so people, you know, who enjoy my random, crazy, ridiculous machinations. <laughs> I mean, I'm rather thankful I don't have my stories anymore because they were ridiculously, like, just very sad. Very I feel sad. like that's ridiculous. That's, I mean, but that's, like, that had everything, though. It sure did. It had everything. That was Quick great. character development and the whole nine, mm-hmm. 12 yards. I learned from Jackie. <laughs> God bless her. May she rest. That's my homage, my beginning, my origin story of, literally, origin story of how I, I didn't bring the other one. I should have brought that one, too, to read. The one that's uh, Jim's paper? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't that could be another one, day. But we can do that at a different time. But um, that's how I got started in my love, you know, of writing and wanting to be Black Jackie Collins. Mm-hmm. I feel like this book, it kind of... Sh- my little tiny story kind of shows that influence of how that kind of threads through it in terms of, you know, sex and murder and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a backstory of here's what happened to me. Well, also why you can um, <laughs> fall asleep to murder stories. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Because I could never do that. I'd have nightmares. Oh, my God. You No. Yeah, no. I just go back. I just like like a baby. Like, oh, soothe me with your deadly tales. <laughs> right now I'm listening, I'm watching, I should say listening because I'm falling asleep to it. There's a show on Netflix called Murder Maps where they talk about, it's kind of like, I want to say a, a, the deadly women where it's like a reenactment show oh. of um, <laughs> things that happen in London 
in the 18-somethings <laughs> or whatever, so like after Jack the Ripper and all these other crazy murders that yeah. happened during that point in time. That that's were forgotten what I'm, because of Jack the Ripper. That's what I'm falling asleep to. So, <laughs> you know, Sunday nights, gotta take a rest. <laughs> when I'm not watching MSNBC, I go to sleep. So who is your favorite character in this story? Who did you relate with most, do you think? None of them. I related to nobody but Jackie Collins. <laughs> <laughs> the person I saw you as was Montana. Oh, probably. There aren't very many other... Although I'm not a surfer. No, but I mean in terms of her opinion on life and how right. she wants to, to go forward in it. <laughs> Except also, I don't think I would have appropriated Native American culture. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it, that's a trend. Like, I was... Then, I, totally not is. even. Even today. Like, yeah, no, fringe and all that. French braids and the whole nine yeah. yards and all that is very tr- on trend. So it's kind of... When I was reading it this time, I was highlighting. I'm like, oh my god, that is so happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to think of jodhpurs and like who's riding the, pants. There was just a fashion thing that I saw too. I'm not in the fashion world at all, but there no, was a duh. fashion line that was stolen recently of a woman who, um, I believe it was a black woman. Oh, that was um, who had a swimsuit and everything. A like swimsuit. That? I think it was a and South then, like, African swimsuit and then company s- from a Brazilian. Swimsuit and then company. someone was like, no, 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 we have pictures of us in, like, this area, mm-hmm. and that's where we took ours from. I was like, really? Because it's literally it's the, exact same. I saw the that. same yeah. thing, mm-hmm. except also you added headdresses to your sure. white woman. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, obviously it's still happening today. Because there's a difference between the person who did it, who also had models appropriate for what it should have been. So can we talk about the misogyny mm-hmm. in this book? Uh, Yeah. Because that's all I saw. So, I want to say. This is a difficult part for me because she's, I'm sure Jackie was writing it as a, this is what's going on. And I believe she was coming at it from a, I don't want to say a feminist because I learned the difference between that and a womanist. Right. A womanist point of view. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand her being like, here's what is happening to people and to women. Right. And how they're being subjugated and... All of that at that point in time. So I can understand it in that regard. But my God, I was just like, this guy is a fucking asshole. Every single one. Every single one. I mean, there was an equality in the sense of pretty much all of the women were doing just as much as the men. Mm -hmm. In terms of? In terms of like having sex. Sure. So they were also doing. They were still doing that. But you could tell the difference between of when a woman was doing it versus when a man was doing it. Because what every single time it was from a man's point of view, it was always like, oh, that tit and ass and that whatever. Whereas from a woman's point of view, it was more of like... A power there's grab. There's so much more... Yeah, there was a power grab, but then there was also... There was so much going on through the head. And it was more of like a... I'm a sexual being. I want this too. Rather than just being like... But like the also, only thing that was really dumb was just he has an enormous dick. <laughs> That oh, was Ross? The only, yeah, that was the only thing rather than like, because every single time you it was from a You should put that in your flow chart, giant penis. Because <laughs> the only thing from all, like from the men's point of view, is constantly, like every time they would look at a woman, yeah, I'd fuck her. Yeah, I'd do this. Look at that tits. I wonder look what she's whatever. like giving every head single, or what she right, can do in bed. Every single time, whenever we were in the men's mm-hmm. head, that was happening. Whereas with the woman, it was sort of like a, I have a plan. This is what I'm going to do. Ah, this is good, like this feels good or whatever, but it was never seeming like he 
had erotic nipples or no. he had, you know, I, I was honestly, more of like, his dick is huge. Woo! I, but I also feel like within the women, it was more of a power thing of like, mm-hmm. I have power over you and I control what you do and say and how you act and how you behave and all of these things because I can make or break you. With Francis Cavendish, who was Buddy's agent, who was like, I'm going to, when they went to the dinner party, she was like, I'm going, you know, I'm not going to give him that job. And he's going to have to, like, beg and grovel to Mm. me because he left me with, you know, by myself all the time in this thing. Like, exerting their power over someone. And she was like, oh. And then, of course, when he had found out he had gotten the movie, he was like, yeah, okay, whatever. That normally would have crushed him. And he would have been begging her. And he didn't beg her. So it's that kind of a thing. Sadie and Ross, same thing, where she was like, I'm going to go through this, granted, psychotic, you know, elaborateness where you're going to bang me and it's going to be like, I'm going to get revenge on you. Right, and then right, I'm right. still not going to help you with your career. And, right. you know, here's what you have to do for me. Bow down to me. And maybe that's the reason why I liked Angel Montana best is because they seem to be the only two characters who didn't do that. No, exactly. They were the only two who were just like, I'm but- doing sex because sex is awesome and stuff. Montana had for Montana. Montana was borderline because I would oh, the reason in terms I say using her power, using her power. Mm-hmm. Even when she had sex with Buddy, it was like a we both need this right now yeah. for what we're doing, and whether or not I agree with that is one thing. But the fact was is that she wasn't using it as a sense of like, Buddy, you're gonna have sex with me because of this or what. I like, gave you the movies you should make. Right. She was like, I like you, you like me. We're in this we're moment where we both kind of need this. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then it never became a thing anymore. Right. Like, both of them kind of, like, knew, like, that was that a one-time was thing. That's what we needed. That's what we did, and never yeah. further. And We're good she, friends. And then she did the same thing with Neil, when she knew he was kind of fucking around, knew that he didn't want sex, like, and stuff. She didn't try to be like, what the fuck? Where's my sex? She was just like... Sometimes that happens in a relationship, and we're both really focused on the movies, so we're just mm-hmm. going to keep doing that because that's what I think is important. And though she didn't go to the fact that he's cheating on me, he's doing this. She didn't go to the insecure place. No, she was never insecure. No, she was, she was very secure in who she was. Exactly. As a person. Even when she found out that he had vaginitis and got right. stuck, that was a, in Gina. She didn't get in like this whirlwind of shame or whatever. Thing. What did I do wrong? She immediately was just kind of like. Because he, that's what happens. He was insecure with himself. Yeah, and he did she was what he like, did. I mean, she did not And he got what he deserved because of what he did. Like, she's he's like, his own man. He's his own yeah, everything. she's like, that's fucked up what you did. You know, like, this is who you chose to do it with. That's really fucked up. Like, you could have picked someone mm-hmm. else. Like, if he had picked Gloria Steinem to do it with, she'd probably have been like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, but she but also, you picked but some... she knew it had nothing to do with her. Sure. And that's what, yep. you know, so that's the difference between... She was very secure in who right. she was. Like, and Angel was insecure, but she still knew what she wanted for herself in Well, she knew ways. she... Well, in terms of she wanted to have a family. She wanted right. to make sure that she made it work with Buddy because baby, blah, blah, blah. Right. And that was the reason why when anybody else was hitting on her and stuff, she hated it. She mm-hmm. didn't like, you know, that whole thing. But and, she never really liked that anyway. No, right. That's just who she was. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's just interesting to know that those were the only two characters who did not utilize it in such a way. Otherwise, yeah, everybody else it was... But is that women trying to make it in a man's world and and acting the same way men would do to be on equal level with them? I think it depends. Okay. You can see it two different ways. A lot of people, what feminists would say is... 
saying this is the proof of equality in the sense of like women cheat too, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think a lot of people would look at the story and would say women molest too, (laughs) you know, like it's very important to note that men can be raped too. Exactly. Like they would. Which I think is a really, that's progressive. Right. That was very progressive for that to be like, look at this fucked up shit that Mm -hmm. happened. And what I think is also proof to know is the fact that how those men got no help. Right. Because that, again, that's also that mental health issue of like Mm -hmm. men don't do anything. Things happen to them and they don't process it emotionally. Instead, they actively try to just forget about it, forget about it and go somewhere else. And so that's where I think that they would talk about in more of that respect. But in anything that happened to the women, I think all of them were kind of like, yeah, this and this and this and this. Like it was factual because as you continue to grow older, much like with, yeah, which Angel very clearly wrote where it's just like, yeah, very beautiful. This happened all the time. Why would men kind of constantly talk to her? Why would they always try to hit on her? She hated it. Like it became like a... We all, I don't know how this goes, you know. Must be nice to be beautiful. Hmm. (laughs) I think that was interesting. For the most part, also, when I was reading it, I did get a lot of, it was hard because I don't know Hollywood at all. Mm -hmm. So a lot of me was kind of like, I have no idea how much of this to believe. Literally, as I'm reading it, I was like, God, every single man cheats. Like, literally, every single man cheats. How much of that is actual truth or how much of that is... You're looking at me right now like, doy, they do. Yep. <laughs> but do you think that the the way she was writing it, do you think that's because men have a different idea of cheating? Because a lot of the way, the way Ross, you know... Yeah. The way he looked at it is he was just like, this is a fact I'm of a life man. and I'm not getting you it know, where I'm I want it. I'm famous and I'm doing what I want to do and I have to do it. But God forbid Elaine mm-hmm. does it. Exactly. Which I do know a few men who are like that very similarly, Mm -hmm. where they're like, one of my neighbors of like uh, where my parents live, Mm -hmm. he firmly believes that white men can date black women, but heaven for fucking bid, a black man would ever date a white woman. Well, of course, that's still taboo. And I was like, how the fuck, what's your logic there? Mm -hmm. I was like, that does not make any sense. Because he's white. Exactly. Speaking of that, did you peep the privilege with Buddy going to Ferdy, which is Sadie's assistant, and being like... You got to tell her that I'm whatever, that I'm married to Angel. You know, you take care of it. And I, he's like, well, that's not my business to tell her. You need to tell her. He's right. Like, well, I don't know. This is, it is what it is. So you take care of it. I had confusion about who was anything in there. <laughs> Honestly. I really did. I was like, I can't tell who's black, who's white, who's. It's not that. It's his privilege. Maybe it's male privilege. How about that? Okay. Just privilege. Oh, no. Privilege in general for him coming up. Yeah. Buddy had a ton of that. Yeah. He made it. His problems, he made everybody else's problems. Constant. That's why he's the worst. Yes. Ross cheated. Yes. Neil was an asshole. That, But the difference was, is that like Buddy assumed everyone was there to please him. Mm-hmm. Like that was my issue with him and Angel. Oh, he was such a Was ass. because he was like, Angel is mine. Angel's mm-hmm. da da da. But then also on the side fact that he can like do all this other shit without telling her because right. it's like, but it, because it's for us. And it's right. like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. You're the reason this went to shit and sure. he wasn't willing to even well, admit and that. I don't know about you, but Angel is pregnant in yep. most of this book. Yep. And they're separated throughout Basically, since she became pregnant. This fool never asked her about her babies, which Coco was right. He was like, did he ever ask you well, how no. the kids were? But that's because also he was believing Shelly. Because Shelly had called 
when they had the first conversation with Angel called, she had an abortion? Shelly was just like, she had abortion and she's with someone else now. So stop worrying about her. Because she kept trying to get Buddy. Sure. And so However, he believed Shelly She twice. was very pregnant when they, she saw him the party, at the party. She, you, she was not pregnant then. She wasn't showing then. That's ridiculous. I, I agree with you because, but in, according to the writing, she wasn't starting to show until she moved in with Coco. Because that's when, or like, it was one of those where it was Yeah, but she that. had moved. In with Coco by then, because no. they did her hair and they made her be Cinderella. Or was that before that? That was before. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, no, I was completely, I was like, is she really not showing I'm right like, now? Honestly, especially with twins. So I was really confused about that too. But then it was when she like had just moved in and was going to move in type of thing that she started showing. And then that's when the other hairdresser was like, now I get why you're like trying to do whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that was why that happened. Raimondo. Mm. Who I didn't understand was Puerto Rican? Is that what it was? Puerto Rican? Well, I just doesn't mean there's some kind of Spanish. I don't know. I just know that, like, I didn't... The way that they decided to enunciate all of the words <laughs> in there, I was like, I don't know what he's trying to say because you're trying too hard to make his speech intelligible. It's also funny to me, obviously, she's British. And so that comes through a lot in a lot of her... Even when she's trying to be American... Some of her Britishness still pops through. Who's Angel? Jackie Collins. Oh, Jackie Collins. Yeah. So it's still kind of like, we shall do this. And I'm like, no, I know. We shall. There's a lot. It's like, that is not. <laughs> That's not how we talk, girl. <laughs> Even back then. Even back in the 80s. So did you have a favorite character if you didn't? <sighs> no. Mon- the only reason I say Montana is because I was like, that's a fresh breath of air. Because I could not take <laughs> how everything was a lie out of everybody's mouth. <laughs> like, I was like, it's so nice. Like, because she played into it, too. Sure. As also she wanted to direct and stuff like that. But, but I feel like part, she played, she consciously played at it. Right. It wasn't that she felt that she had I mean right. she felt she, she had felt she to, had to but wasn't but like she for was, myself it, it was, wasn't ingratiate ingratiated into her right 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 so that was the only reason why I was like thank god there's someone out there who's just like yeah fuck you I'm gonna go do this instead over here or like that kind of so I was like oh my god everybody's just playing into each other it's like this it's like Christmas lights every Christmas you fucking open up your bag and all the lights are bundled together in this huge fucking mess and you have to spend who knows how long trying to disentangle and all you can think of in your head is like, how did it get to this? Because when I put them in there, they weren't like that. Wow. And that's how I feel this was, is like every single person, because of how they talk and what they do and how they do everything, they fuck themselves over and then they look at the ball of mess and they're like, how did it get like this? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, obviously you did some shit. You did this, you did that, you did the mm-hmm. other, you did 12 Donald's and different things wrong. Crazy <laughs> only, ass people. The only difference is, is I truly don't understand how Christmas lights get like that after. <laughs> I really don't. It's an anomaly. I mean, it really is. it's like losing a sock in the, in the wash. <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck? Like, was, I put them all together. In there. Yeah, I literally put my socks in a whole <laughs> separate bag now. <laughs> to make sure they don't still leave them lost a sock. <laughs> this last washing yesterday. I'm oh like, what? what? <laughs> I'm sure it's somewhere. I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. All right, so who was your favorite character besides Montana? Um, and April. I was going to say, I was like, because those were the two characters that was like fresh breaths of air. <clears throat> like, if you could be a Hollywood wife. Oh, because I was going to say, I was like, well, Adrian was kind of cool, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, he's a, par- yeah, a paraplegic <laughs> with the most sense. 
But, like, I liked him because he was just, like, he was so chill. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also reasonable because when Coco was getting a little too crazy, Adrian's like, are you shitting you me right now? Down. Like, calm let her the go. fuck down. Like. <laughs> She's a grown-ass adult. She can pick her man and do whatever she wants to do. She's also pregnant with his babies. Right. Although I also would have to say, like, I don't know what was going on during that time zone or whatever, but I feel like a paraplegic would also have more to do than just stay in an apartment all day long. In the 80s? Yeah, wouldn't they? I don't know. I mean, just because he lost use of his legs doesn't mean that he doesn't have a life. I think it's a different time. Maybe. I don't know. This is, see, that's the hard part, is that obviously people with disabilities back then, particularly of that stature, didn't they have a lot of... people, yeah. They didn't have options. Well, they didn't have options, but also I would say, like, there wasn't a lot of knowledge out there. People mm-hmm. didn't talk about it. People weren't writing about it. People weren't. So it's one of those things that I'm sure in the history we could look up and figure out. Kudos to you, girl, Jackie, like, <laughs> bringing it out to the fore. <laughs> For having someone who's like, yeah, you can be a paraplegic and still have a life. Be amazing. Be, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of who I enjoyed most when I was reading it. Besides, like, in the sense of being, like, in all of the, mm-hmm. the craziness going on. I don't know. They were all kind of the same. Pretty much. <laughs> like, they legitimately all were kind of like, oh, you're just there. You have a whole chart. I know. I'm looking at it. at it right now, and I'm just like, they're all kind of the same. I don't know. Like, Puskins. Um, hmm? Puskins Watkins or whatever the guy's name was. I oh, but he was so oblivious to life in general. He was just like, everybody else was like, I'm here because I have to be here because the director and the other act is here. I'm here because the producer is here and I have to make sure that it. Puskins was just like, free drinks! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a famous person named Puskins! Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. I would say that probably, like, I did enjoy, I'd say the most villainesque of all of them was probably Shelley. Mm, because mm-hmm. she did it just for fuck's sake. She really did. Like, she, like, Gina was like, I have a plan. Like, everybody else had this weird, like, ultimatum of that. Shelly was doing it strictly because she was just like, fuck all. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of funny. Because she had a fuck all life. She had, like, there was a, like, even when Randy fucking died in the bed next to her, like, probably naked. And she was just like, not my fault. <laughs> He bought it. <laughs> His problem. You gave him the money and he decided to go on. I'll just stay with you. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. You are the most selfish, craziest. Like, at least, like, Gina was freaking out when he was having a heart attack on top of her. Like, because she didn't. She was freaking out because he was having a heart attack on top of her because she didn't want him to have to, to die, die on top inside of, of her. But I feel like even with Shelly, I feel like she would just kind of been like... Because after that, Gina was like, oh, yeah, you know. So bad. Even after she ended up with Ross and was in love with Ross and doing the whole thing, and then they broke up horribly, she was just like, and she thought that he was dead. Oh, that's so sad. But he would have wanted me to go on and do this interview right right now. She's so fucking, she's such trash. And just how vindictive she was, like, just from a phone call, just being like, told you not to call around anymore. He's my, and I'm like, you know, absolutely, like, you're not, she's just so. Not my problem is Agent's <sighs> terrible and didn't tell him that the movie was over. I know, her and Gina are just two peeps. They're probably, she's probably the daughter of Gina. Oh my God, they should totally get together. Probably that's mm-hmm. going on there. Otherwise, like, City was just a sad story. Oh my she God. just made me really sad. She's mm-hmm. like, really, really sad. I feel like Sadie and Elaine should actually be best friends because they are yeah. basically the same person. 
Yeah. Except that Sadie made something of herself and Elaine did nothing with herself. Elaine's self is using Ross's money to have a life. Whereas Sadie, like, made Ross and then continued to make herself. Sure. She just... Did you peep the Sex in the City correlation with Sadie's Sadie Ross story? What do you mean? With, like, Big? No. So, you remember when um, Samantha was messing with Smith Jared? Yes. And she did the billboard, Who is Smith Jared? Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. That's where that came from. Who is Ross Conti? Who is Buddy Hudson? Same thing. Six degrees of separation is sex in the city. And back to Jackie. The only other thing I would have to say is Deke is proof of how much people like to turn their heads. Because when someone's that fucked up and looking crazy, like every single person he came across, it would prove they were like, every single person was kind of like, he was weird, made me feel uncomfortable. Like, coming to my house! I'm, like, I'm just gonna, yeah. That shit, <sighs> I was just very like, mmm. <laughs> There's no way I would fucking let that happen. Well, and so, like... I like the fact that, like, Sadie, for who knows how long... Had never had any had sort of security system any in security. her home. I'm like, are you fucking Being a super right high-powered now? person, not worrying about anybody trying to, like, take advantage of her mm-hmm. or kidnap her or do anything like that was ridiculous to that me. Was, uh, I'm yeah. like, well, bitch, you deserve to fucking have your crazy-ass son mm-hmm. come in your house and try to kill you. Mm-hmm. What the hell is wrong with you? Like, how do you not have security? And when you let him into your house... Fine, not fine, but whatever. You go to where your panic button is while you're talking to him and you fucking press the panic fucking button. It was too fast for her. She was suddenly strapped to the chair. Because obviously that wouldn't happen now. Like it would be a different, obviously it still happens, but it would be a roundabout. I was like, it could not happen that way now. I feel like none of this could happen. Well, maybe the the movie stardom part of it can still happen. Like casting couch stuff. Right, right, that right, stuff right, right. can happen as it has happened. But I don't feel like that part where this kid is like breaking into homes. I feel mm-hmm. like he just put it on Twitter or put it on like Facebook or YouTube or something. Or like beyond. Well, I mean, that's how these assholes Entertainment right now. tonight. These neo Nazi shit asshole mm-hmm. racist motherfuckers. That's what they're doing right now. They're doing stupid yeah. shit and it's being caught on videos. And yeah. Um, Karen, I had no. That was the only confusing one I had no love for hmm. mm-hmm. what did you think about the serial murder aspect of it and the fact that he so hated women they were bitches they were whores they were laughing at him i mean that didn't surprise me at all mainly because i mean well anybody who does particularly like particularly what we've seen in the media and everything i was like yeah look at he hates women or look he hates black people or, you know, that kind of thing. Like, it's pretty obvious that... What I am going to say is if you watch, there's a Netflix series called Man... Is it Manhunt? I think it's Manhunt. And it's kind of talking about how the FBI developed their um, criminal investigation area where they were the profilers and all that stuff where they were starting to profile these serial killers that were coming up in the 60s very good show it's i don't think it's manhunt is i thought it was called serial no that's different that's a show on um is that the one where the it's a podcast well no a podcast no there's a show that's out there that where um it's all about how they mind hunter mind mind hunter Hunter. that's because that's where they deemed the like yeah, it used to be how just they like, decided they do the criminal profiling right because before it was kind of like oh they just like kill and it's whatever, whatever. and then all of a sudden they started realizing it's like there's no a serial a, killer there's profile this. pattern to it it's yeah. a very good show 
people should watch it. Yes, I've heard. It's really, really good. But it, unfortunately, what I learned from watching Mindhunter was that um, basically, if you're a nag and a woman, they just decide that that's what's going to, they're going to kill you for it. So most of the serial killers start off being serial killers because their mamas were nags. They emasculated them, that sort of a thing. So, and they were loud. So they were always like, she just kept talking, she kept talking, she kept talking. So I had to just like cut her head off and then bury it in the sand and then do this and do that and do the other. And then I just kept doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, I would say there is something to it in the sense of, I wouldn't say it's because of naggers. I would say there's something to, like, it's because these men hate women. I would say it's because they hate women. However, but I would say it's because of the patriarch type of view on women because yeah. there's that different view of them being like they're nagging when they're in that powerful type position. It's like, no, they're being a boss. If it were coming from a man, would you say the same thing? Like, that's the question that you really, and it's, it is all, if you're there, you would only know. Mm-hmm. And this obviously is coming from that point of view. Like she was a terrible, horrible abuser mm-hmm. and mentally... So Physically for quite some time of his childhood. Understand how he... But his progressed a little differently than I thought it would. What did you think he was going to progress into? Well, I mean, I would say because of how psychotic he got, most of the serial killer type stuff that I know don't have the whole, like, either the double weird mental health issue it's more of like a... But you do learn he was the breech baby. And so he also didn't have... Had a lack of oxygen in the beginning when he was born. So that's you can what I'm kind saying, of get the mental that health little issue bit type of, of it thing. in terms and of I feel like born that way. With but quotes. see, that's the issue that I have too, is that how often, particularly with white people, that mm-hmm. they say... Oh, it's a it's uh-huh. a mental health. They are a serial killer. They are not what I and it's like, no, these motherfuckers are also just dick asshole neo Nazis or they're people who, you know, that is a white man who hates women. It has nothing to do with that background stuff. Who is your favorite male? <laughs> All of them are dickholes. Look at your list. I mean, even looking at like there's not really uh, probably the people that oh, I don't know Adrian. much about. The less the less you know the better. The better. Like Josh Speed, we know nothing about. <laughs> we know he's a British singer. Right. So you can just say Josh Speed because you don't know if he's racist. Well, you what don't about know Coco? Or <laughs> Coco and Adrian? Right. I mean, probably Adrian then because yeah. like Coco was a little too protective. Like he wanted a baby and mm-hmm. he wanted it now. Mm-hmm. So Coco, I was just kind of like slowed the fuck down this night. Like, like, and I said that before. Adrian is like the, probably the most valid and everything um <laughs> sound of mind <laughs> true that true that true that because even randy ugh. randy he did he is i have an ex next to his name <laughs> who all i mean like okay yeah so let's go over that real quick so ferdy died who was mm-hmm. also you know molester well he was a victim of Deke. Well, yeah, that's why he's on the kill list. Sure, point, but, but on the kill list, but Randy wasn't. Randy just died of a heroin. Like he but there was also, so there was Neil the died of a heart attack. file lady, who we never got a name. File lady. Mm-hmm. She did have a name, but we Hitchhiker. don't know it. Oh, God, I don't know how many prostitutes. There was, was it, who was the... Um, Nita Carroll. I was going to say, which 
Carol was the one. She was the baby broker. Well, there's two of them, but he only killed the one who's Because the other one is dead. Two, which I... Her maid coming in and like, Nina shouldn't have killed her poppies and just left them as a mess. <laughs> like, she just like accepted it. And she like cleaned everything up. And cleaned up. it all up and then went to the living room and was like, oh. oh she didn't do that. <laughs> I'm never going to get that wool jacket now. Right? Oh my gosh. He killed his parents. There was the hooker. Which one? Well, there's the one who after, wasn't there just the one hooker in Las Vegas? Where I think he killed some hookers in New Jersey or New York, or he killed those um, hooker biker outfit. people that were trying to. He killed the bite. Uh, he killed a lot of people. I put hooker and then s question mark afterwards. <laughs> but he also killed someone that he ran off off the road, and the guy was like, "What the That's fuck?" Right, that was that a guy. nobody. That poor guy. Uh-huh. Poor driver. Poor racist driver. Was he racist? Mm. I didn't think we got I don't think mind he was racist. So poor driver. His parents, you have that down. Parents. Have Ferdy. Yes. I mean, obviously he also, I should write it, but he killed Joey. I'll just Joey. put an arrow. <laughs> she did. Put an X by her. I did. X by. <laughs> God, she had such a sad life. She really did. Were um, any of these characters of color too? Like I said, I didn't. I don't think so. It's very easy to assume that they're all white, but like... Millie, like I thought Millie was black, but maybe I'm wrong. Millie is black, okay. yes. Because they like... That's the moment that I was like, I have no idea if any of these characters are like... To like specifically say Millie was black, I was like, that must mean everybody else is white. Cause yeah, pretty much. I think she'd make a distinction between the two. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I feel like he killed a lot more people than that. He killed a Las Vegas prostitute lady. That was the hooker, yeah. He killed that was the one that he kept thinking was Joey, but he yeah. thought everybody was Joey after a certain point because he became the. It was after the hooker, the order after police. the Las Vegas. That's when he was just like, Joey. It was before the Las Vegas hooker because it where did was he it the hitchhiker. Him? Then I think he killed another. He killed another prostitute who called him cowboy in like Texas or something. Oh, that's right. That's when he became the keeper of order. Because he heard cowboy. Because he heard cowboy. It's a sign. Didn't he also kill someone who was like a gas attendant or something? Sure. He killed a lot of people. My question to you is that would you ever read another book from Jackie Collins? Ooh, breathing sighs. It would be hard. Why? Too many characters. I'm not as interested in people. How? What? I like the stories of like... Here's the problem. Here's everybody coming together and working towards that problem. I don't know. The types of books that I read are very, um, not that they're less people oriented. It's just more from either a third person point of view with a first person character that you're kind of focusing on, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a video game. Um, maybe like that, but just more of like, these enriched characters that you know, not nowadays, but more in the present, I should say, with each individual person. You don't know what the fuck is going on in their heads. Mm-hmm. And so you can like people because you don't know their terrible everythings. Why is that? Why is it a problem? It's not a problem. For you to know that they have problems up front. No, not that. I'm just saying, like, when I read this book, every single person that they just all hated everybody so much. And they they were so miserable and so 
no way to be happy. Whereas the books that I'm, I typical, typically read mm-hmm. tend to be those who they may have these sorts of problems, but they work through those problems, become better people, and they're able to go against the goal of making a better world in one way or another. So it's like there's a sense of hope at the end. Whereas like the end of this book, people may have been like, this person had a terrible whatever. But like, so you really just hated the reality aspect of maybe, this book. probably. I mean, if that's considered reality, I mean, that was the hard part of it for me was being like, how much of this is actually sure. reality? How and much that's... can I believe that every single like? Because if I believe that every single man cheats, I will never want to date again. Like that's what's hard for me. But you have to have that belief and notion within you already, not based on this book from 1984. So. But I don't like to read that. I don't like to read the fact of being like that every single man is the worst man ever. But you already feel that within yourself. Yeah, but be, that's because they make terrible choices. So what is the difference? <laughs> You're being double standard I don't know. When I read things, I like to be like we're making the world a better place rather than... So you need a hopeful end. Mm-hmm. Much like how I, well, that's why I like Korean dramedies. Because I was like, man, they go through a lot of shit, but everybody's happy. See, and that is just not, for me as a realist, how real life works. I know, I know it's not that's how it probably works. probably why. But that's why I call it entertainment. But that's why you asked me the difference earlier between this and a reality show. But see, reality also seem, doesn't seem real to me. Because well, they're, they're not. getting paid, they're doing things out of the sheer... I'm going to be more famous after this. Right, but none of them... And that's not real life. Real life is you and I going to work, dealing with life. But none of them are also going at it like, and then we're going to have a happy ending at the end. They make it seem that way. Reality TV makes it seem that way. Okay, so for 90 Day Fiance, sometimes they do have a happy end, and sometimes... But it's not 100% happy. It's kind of like, you know, we got married, we love each other, we're doing our thing... We have problems because we're still trying to get to know one another and living our lives. Then they have the converse of that of people like, we got married to be on TV for me to get my visa, for me to do whatever. And that to me just feels like a tragedy. Like it feels... I feel like I don't like that disingenuous. And see, but maybe that's because I am an idealist still, where I don't want that to be life. So we're getting to a deeper level within you. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want the stuff that I watch entertainment-wise is the stuff that I do wish could be. I do wish, like, I I do wish... (laughs) <laughs> no, we could fucking overthrow the government well, right of now. Course, yeah, right now. You know? Especially. And so I watch things that would be like more pro towards that of being like, yeah, that's fuckery right now. So what are we going to do about it? Like, I like that aspect because then it feels more positive towards like a validation of we can do this. But you do know that that's not reality, right? I do know that, but it makes me feel more viable in being like, I could do it though. But it's, we, I, I know that it's I not. I get it, I get it, I right. get it. It's one of those things where but you, you need, need the, you need the hope. I yes. need the hope because of how much I'm already on Twitter and how much I already read the news and see how much there is no hope. Mm-hmm. And thus I watch something to be like, okay, this can keep me going and keep doing it anyway, despite the fact that there is no hope. But you know that it's not real. There's a hope. But you do understand that I, no, there but is you work towards what you want. No I okay, so I've never said this, I don't think, on my podcast before. On this podcast? On this podcast before. Okay. Of saying of the fact of like, I do believe in 
You must be the change you want to see. Mm-hmm. So you can't complain about a life of nobody smiling at you if you're not smiling at them. Like that kind of thing. You need to be, I do firmly believe that. Like if you believe, if you want the change in the world to be, if I lost my wallet, I want everything to come back to me from that wallet. If you find a wallet on the ground, don't fucking steal shit out of that wallet. You keep it intact and you like you need to be the change that you want to see in the world. So that is why I watch the entertainment that I do is because that is the change I wish to see in this world and then exude that within my own life because otherwise I would be a sad, depressing sack of shit. That's so cute. (laughs) Because I do. I firmly believe that. Like I, one of my biggest issues that I have with people currently is saying that they want something, but they're not fucking doing anything about it. Or at least in some minuscule way, exuding that. And it's like, if you want the world that way, then you need to, like, somehow, whether it be you're calling your congressman, whether it be when you see something in the bus, you say something, whether it be, I just give my $5 a month to ACLU. Like, something to be like, that is my way of making the world a better place. Like, you can't say you want something and then be like, but I'm going to live like this way over here. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why this was hard for me is because everybody's wishing and hoping, being Mm -hmm. like, my better future, but this is the fuckery I'm going to live. And I'm like, no, you want the world to be a better place? Fucking don't do the shit that you're doing. And I'm I'm not saying I'm a perfect person at all. I definitely have even more shit to work out. But I prefer that. Because then it makes me feel like it's all worthwhile. Yes. <laughs> Whereas you prefer, obviously, to be like, but here's actually what's happening. I'm just saying, like, you're just blowing yourself and, like, prolonging things. It's a very cute and <laughs> honestly admirable way to live it. Oh, no. And I'm sure it's a very privileged and way to live. it's coming from a privileged spot. It's a very privileged way to view yeah. things. For me to think of things in a hopeful sure. whatever way because mm-hmm. I know that I can. Yes, you can hope for I can hope for a better future of whatever because I've had moments of Yes, my hard work has paid off, where I know very much so of friends, particularly of color, who have worked and worked and worked, and me be like, that's fucking bullshit that you didn't get what you deserved, which you should have. So yes, I need that, because otherwise I look at our fucking world right now, and I think, what's the point? Sure. Cool. (laughs) I don't want to be the the first person in an apocalypse to die. Right now you're going to be. But, um, cool. <laughs> I'll double tap you. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll dabble. I probably wouldn't double tap you. I probably would have too much hope for you. I would yeah. probably be like, there's a, there's a way to save Tamu, everybody. Just put her in a cage. It's and fine. That is why Mallory would have propagated. <laughs> That's why we have 12 years of, like, fucking what's that stupid show on AMC. Grateful Dead. Grateful, whatever it is, the Walking, walking Dead. dead. There you <laughs> I was like, the Grateful Dead is definitely Walking Dead, a Return of the Walking Dead, Looming Walking Dead, Ultra Walking Dead, 
fashion walking dead to be fair i also don't believe in the walking dead i believe in Shaun of the dead where i think that zombies would be stupid assholes who would just be also Shaun of the dead they'd be dumbasses. they would be walking super slow we have nothing to fear when it comes to a true zombie anybody else heavenly body what is that that movie that you refuse to watch about the zombies the ones that fell in love that you were doing. Oh, that's such a fucking stupid show. You guys, <laughs> true love opens the heart and we're not zombies anymore. What the fuck ever? Like, no. Okay. That is, ugh. And ugh. yet we shall overcome. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's not also just the worst because of that romantic message. Like, I can warm body. Yes. I can gulp down the idea of, like, true love because I've seen it and it's gross. I cannot condone the fact of the reason warm bodies works is because he literally cages her and, like, falsely, like, I watched half the movie. He falsely tries to persuade her into liking him just because he decides not to eat her. And then he eats her boyfriend's brains mm-hmm. to learn more about her. Like, it, that's fuckery. That's not consent. It's gross. Well, before we start <laughs> to... Uh, under- that's not true love. All so right. Does anybody else have any thought processes? Do you like Jackie Collins? Do you have a favorite uh, love author that you particularly like to uh, guys read? I can't promise you will read it. But I feel like I should make her read Lovers and Gamblers now. It's also a thousand pages long. Fuck you. Nope, not going there. And you'd never read another Jackie Collins book again. I don't know. I feel like she would because she didn't actually hate it. You didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but I hated the fact that I literally... Tamara Pierce just came out with another book, okay? I don't know who that is. And I bought it. She's one of my favorite authors. Probably pretty much constructed who I am today as a person. Mm -hmm. And I finally bought it, and I got it, and I wasn't allowed to start it until I fucking finished this book, and it made me upset. Because (laughs) Okay, so time out. (laughs) Fuck you, because... This has been since June America time. That's how hard it was for me to read this book. That is your own fault. That we have had saying. to push this book out till fucking August. I'm not saying don't she's a blame bad Jackie. Author. I'm not blaming her as you an are kind of blaming I her blame as a genre of someone who I don't typically type of read. I don't typically read this type of book. And it was harder for me to get through. Just as much as if I were to make you read something of a Tamara Peters, I'm sure you would be like, this is boring as fuck. First of all, I feel like I've read close to it in our old life. In Trashy Book Nook? Yeah. See, those were boring to me too. Because love was the main course of action. And in her books, it's like possibly a side thing. But for the most part, other shit's going on. Who cares about that part? That can come in and it can support you and it can be awesome, but you don't have to have it in order for life to continue. That's what I'm saying. And it was hard to get through this book because I did not fucking care about any of these characters. It really says a lot about Mallory right It now. does. It says a lot that I don't fucking care that you have a lot of shit going on in your life. We're all trying to live. Let's go. Let's go already. Wow. <laughs> and on that note, we have no idea where this is going to begin or end. Nope. Rate. Review. review subscribe. Share Bad at Love Pod on Twitter. 
Battle of Podcasts everywhere else. Instagram, Facebook. Guys, I'm not even, I like, I can't because I'm still a little bit butthurt about I'll it. I'll say it. I'll say it. If you wish to email us about anything that you have to say, including suggestions, battleofpodcast.gmail.com. Whatever. <laughs> but I firmly say yes. We enjoy all criticisms. We enjoy everything you have to offer us. Otherwise, if you're too shy to actually email us, Twitter, DM us. I really do answer well. those, and allegedly Mallory's supposed to do Twitter, so we'll see. I've done a few things, yes. Anywho, thank you so much for listening to us. We hope to see you on the Earth. Love you, bye! Studio.